Smile is a horror movie about a curse that spread at the moment of death from one person to the next. Once cursed, the victim is on a timer until they meet their own demise. Join us as we discuss one of the bigger releases from this past Halloween season. Welcome everyone to Screams After Midnight. I am Peter and joining me as always is Tim. Hey. I can't help but notice, Tim, that you're not smiling right now. Uh, <laughs> you can keep that going even if you try. You're too happy. I am. I'm a happy little elf. <laughs> you're too much of a happy person. Well, this is a horror movie podcast. We get together, we talk about horror films. Uh, this episode, we watch Smile, which I know people were probably looking forward to is, uh, checking out. It was you know one of the... the other, there was a lot of October, or, you know, somewhere September, but they were still around for all of October, so there was a lot of horror movies getting into the spooky season, and this is one that's now available to stream, so we finally get a chance to check it out. Uh, we'll start spoiler-free, as we always do, of course, we'll give you warning before we get into spoilers, but uh, the basic premise of Smile is, is it's, it's very much like uh, The Ring, I would say, where someone is effectively cursed because someone commits suicide in front of them while smiling and then they're on this ticking clock to figure out why the how this curse works and maybe beat it if they're lucky mm-hmm. so that's that's the premise that's that's the movie there's a lot of creepy smiling at people mm-hmm. tim you're just making noises at me what, what what's your thoughts and feelings here Oh, I'm sorry. I'm trying to be polite and not interrupt you, but I guess if you want me to just cut you off mid-sentence, I can start doing that. Well, no, I just, you know, you, you know I'm, I'm just curious. Like, <laughs> How did you feel about the trailer, Tim? There you go. That's, that's, a, that's a nice, comfortable leading question <laughs> to make you feel welcome. <laughs> uh, so this is interesting. I, I believe we talked about it on one of the even more uh, Screams episode, which I, I had brought to you because I, I forget what it was, but I saw the trailer... Alexa movie I went to and I thought it looked really really bad um but like weirdly bad in, in this like generic kind of way that I feel like we haven't really seen in a while like maybe it's because of the you know like last couple of years with everything going on that you know there's maybe not as many movies in the theaters or whatever and um you know there's been like a lot of horror movies coming out but you know ones that have been kind of more unique or whatever that I feel like we haven't gotten this kind of bland, generic, you know, thing that we kind of don't like and make fun of. So I remember when the trailer first came out, I brought it to you and I was like, oh, let's watch this and like, you know, kind of make fun of it on even more screams or whatever, because it just looks so goofy and dumb. Uh, So my surprise was that people like were weirdly into this. Like, I kind of thought, oh, this looks so dumb and like, let's goof on it or whatever. Uh, but then afterwards, like as it got closer to the movie, I saw people starting to get like, oh, yeah, I can't wait. Uh, smile, you know, coming out like I'm going to be there, you know, uh, just a few days or whatever. Uh, so I was kind of surprised. I was like, are people actually digging this? And then, you know, kind of w- once it came out, I started like hearing people uh, that have seen it and like people you know, who I'm friends with and people that I, you know, whose opinions I trust and stuff saying like, oh yeah, like, you know, this movie was great. It ruled, like, such a fun time. And I was kind of flabbergasted because I was like, really? Like, that looked, like, so bad. I thought it looked, like, so dumb. Uh, 
And uh, yeah, I was weirdly like kind of taken back by some of the positive reviews and buzz it was getting. Um, and I mean, maybe I, I could be wrong about this, but a lot of the reactions I, I, I was seeing seemed to be like genuine. Like it wasn't the kind of thing like where people are like, oh, it's so crazy that, uh, yeah, I, I can't believe it. Like, you know, it's such, it's so bad, but like in such a fun, goofy way, like, you know, it, it wasn't it's, like, it's a, not like when we saw the trailer for Megan and said, this looks amazing. Cause it looks terrible. <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, or, or like kind of, I, I guess maybe I, I, like something I was thinking of would be like malignant or something where like, I like that movie a lot, but you know, it's, mostly because of the kind of the crazy twists and turns, you know, that it takes and where it kind of goes over the rails. But, you know, yeah, it's, it's not like a movie that I take like very seriously, which, um, yeah, that I was thinking maybe that might be the case with this. Like, okay, maybe it's so dumb and, uh, crazy that it's actually fun watching. Um, uh, but yeah, I guess, uh, <clears throat> that's kind of where I was going into it, which, um, yeah. So I, I wasn't really excited at first, but then after all the positive buzz and stuff, I actually really, was excited to kind of fast track it because we had we i mean we still have other movies we need to watch and we had some other options of going for but since it was just on streaming it's like yeah like let's do this and i was kind of excited to see it uh so going in but yeah that, that that's kind of where i was yeah i thought the trailer looked pretty rough uh myself was also kind of surprised at all the positive buzz once it came out wasn't really sure what to make of it um what's interesting uh, you said um that at least from the trailer like a bland horror movie uh that and i i guess the the, the point i would make here is, is when i sat down to watch it I, I didn't realize until it came up saying so that it was a paramount movie and <laughs> that stuck out to me just because most horror movies now are either bloomhouse or they are uh lionsgate or new line like those are your <laughs> your, your your horror producers of, of various degrees um, so it was just kind of weird to get like one of the big studios that don't necessarily do a lot of horror, or at least have it in a while. I mean, Paramount did distribute uh, like the Paramount Activity movies, so you know, I guess they have had a hat in the ring. But I, I just wonder if that's maybe like this is a bigger studio horror movie. Maybe that's partly why mm-hmm. you you relatively felt that from the trailer. Um, yeah. So, now, did you know that? Uh, I mean, you could correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe this was actually supposed to go straight to Paramount Plus, but it had like such a good, like, um, audience reactions or test screenings or something that they actually moved it to theaters. Oh, really? I did not know that. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's interesting. That's interesting. Yeah. <laughs> um. So no, I mean, it was one of the movies that was getting buzzed. Like you know, the, mm-hmm. on the run up to Halloween, you had Barbarian, you had Halloween Ends, you had Terrifier Two. And Smile was the the fourth movie that was kind of still doing the rounds and kind of like snuck in there that like oh yeah I wasn't expecting this but yeah seems to be contending with everyone yeah uh, and I saw positive stuff on social media so yeah you know kind of went in with a fairly optimistic even though I thought the trailer looked bad there was enough positive buzz I was like okay all right let's give it a try and see see how it is so with all that I asked him the very simple question. How do you feel about Smile? Uh, yeah, I, I, I kind of started to like question a lot of people's tastes because <laughs> I, I thought this movie was absolutely awful. Like, I don't know why so many people like were into it. Like, I don't know if it's just a weird social media thing where like 
you know, it, it was funny. Like, is this like a more like a Morbius Morbid time kind of, <laughs> you know, thing where it, it's funny to be like, oh, I'm getting, getting my smile on or something. But no, I, I thought this was like horrible. I am. Um, first of all, it's way too long. Uh, you know, it's nearly two hours. And most of it, I, I thought was painstakingly boring. Uh, you know, like we kind of thought from the trailer, uh, the movie just looks really generic and bland. The main character well, um, you know, she's a good enough actress and stuff like I don't think she was a, a you know, gave a bad performance. But uh, the character I just thought was so boring. It was just one of those very bland like I'm a doctor doing my job and I care about things. And um, there was so much stuff that was predictable, like, oh, yeah, OK, you're cursed now. And like I could really like, you know, uh, see like the beats kind of coming. Uh, yeah, she's like interacting with characters and stuff like it's very obvious, like. Okay, this seems like uh, about the time where she's going to see something that no one else can see and she's going to freak out and everyone's going to think she's crazy. Okay. Uh, and yeah, I didn't think any of the smiling was creepy or scary at all. Like, uh, I don't know, it all just looked goofy to me. <laughs> and we, yeah, which makes it like feel like there's no tension or anything in the movie. Like, I never once felt, you know scared or on edge or anything uh for the protagonist uh there's no interesting lore or anything like associated with it so it's not like there was any you know like parts of the story where i was like really invested to find out like what was happening or what was going on um it, it feels super derivative like you, you mentioned the ring like yeah this reminded me of the ring uh reminded me of it follows <laughs> it even reminded me of the happening <laughs> like uh it, it just felt like it's such a hodgepodge of you know pretty much other movies like it's basically the standard template for like a generic studio movie about someone who's been cursed uh if i'm gonna maybe go a little positive there's a couple of things i liked in like literally the last five minutes of the movie <laughs> like i liked some of the ending but i mean that's five minutes out of an hour and 55 minute movie uh so yeah i i, I am legitimately baffled by the positive reaction this has been getting because i mean it, it's not the worst thing in the world so if people were just like, oh, yeah, it's fine. Like, I wouldn't really be on such a tear to kind of knock the movie down or whatever. Like, um, but the fact that so many people love this just I don't know, it, it just baffles me. I'm scratching my head like what? Like, this is the most generic bland movie that feels like, you know, it would have came out in like 2007 or something. And, you know, <laughs> no one would have batted an eye. And I mean, maybe it's just because we haven't gotten a movie like this in a while that people are kind of um, excited about it or whatever. But, yeah, I. I, I don't know. I, I'm at a loss for words. Like why uh, people seem to be so into this. Cause I, I just thought it was such a, such a bore, such a generic bland mess, like so uninteresting. And yeah, I, uh, Oh, I, I didn't enjoy it in case. You tell. <laughs> yeah. Sorry to be so, uh, yeah, I'm, pr I'm probably coming off as being very catty, but I, I don't know. I, I just, it, it, it really rubbed me the wrong way and I did not enjoy it. Yeah, if you I, liked it, that's fine. <laughs> I I just finished watching it before we came on. Uh, mm -hmm. You know, all you know, one hour and fifty five minutes of it, as you uh, mentioned. <laughs> uh, that that did make me do a double take when I started. I was like, wait, two hours? <laughs> <laughs> what? Why? What's the meaning of this? How dare you? Uh, yeah, I. So yeah, like I say, I didn't like the trailer. I went in positive buzz. So let's see how it goes. Um. If there's one thing that I am really sick of in horror movies in general, mm -hmm. and one trope that I, I do not like, and I've brought this up numerous times on the show, 
with numerous movies is I I really have a very low tolerance for main character is experiencing something supernatural and the people in her life and it's because it's usually a her it's usually a wife and the husband doesn't believe her but the people around her don't believe anything's going on and just think she's crazy i have a very low tolerance for that and that is 90 percent of this movie (laughs) yeah so right away just on a personal level it's what it is is not something that really works for me it was that stuff actively just grates Mm -hmm. in my 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 nerves so correct me if i'm wrong but like i feel like a lot of times when they do that trope they always have like the added trope in there of oh like the family has a a history of mental illness or like maybe some type of like drug or abuse problem or something which you know they totally end up doing this movie where it's like oh well of course no one believes her because yeah i feel like halfway in or whatever they reveal like oh well your mother had like hallucinations or or whatever and i don't like to me that just feels like kind of tropey as well yeah yeah i could see that um i'll i'll defend that slightly in a second but yeah Mm. i mean i don't disagree with the the general statement yeah i i did not really like the movie um i think it's Mm. a combination of things what i just said about me not liking that trope and just finding it great and so there was a lot of scenes where it's just like okay something's about to happen no one else can see and it's just going to be cringe because Mm. you know so and i didn't enjoy that element of it uh, I agree with you. Every single scene where someone tried to be creepy by smiling, I just thought was goofy. Uh, there's one scene... I mean, they're all goofy to me, but there's one in particular that I thought was so laughably bad that it just, like, destroyed any chance of the movie drawing me in uh, from that point on. Uh, probably about two-thirds through, I would say. Um, so, then like that. Um, otherwise, I, I, I didn't really... like. You know, like I said, this the structure of this is is the ring or ring you. The, the, you know, it's it's very much that. Um, I'd say it's more that than it follows. Although I did think of it follows right at the start when uh, someone's describing like what what they see, and it was very much well, like the description of like the thing in it follows that's following. <laughs> well, I I think that's where the it follow it follows comparison comes in because like um yeah the the thing that's I guess kind of attacking or like haunting you or whatever can take the shape of like any person so like and you're the only one that can see it so uh, to me that felt very it follows it felt it follows when it was being described but to be honest the rest of the movie didn't like to me oh well yeah i mean yeah. it has none of the talent or like tone <laughs> or like atmosphere of it follows so, yeah I, I agree with that it's just yeah the uh yeah like the what do you call it? like the yeah the description i, I guess yeah what, like you said that reminds me of it yeah, I, so all those things kind of just didn't work for me. Um, I don't think it's complete trash in that it does feel, because, partly because it does have a bit of a budget, it does feel like it's a mm-hmm. a competently made movie. Uh, but the Performers same t- are good. Like, yeah, yeah. but for the most part, there's one or two moments that I'm going to point out that I didn't like. But uh, mm-hmm. what I also didn't like, though, was that a lot of it, if, if you're not into the creepy smiling at people mm-hmm. as like a spooky thing, uh and I suspect that just enough people do think it's creepy, and that's why people like it. Mm-hmm. Uh, other than that, you have a lot of just kind of shitty jump scares. You have, you know, faces Absolutely. right around, you know, when she'll turn around and the face is right there. Wah! Jump! Mm-hmm. There's, oh, a, yeah. there's a lot of that in this. Didn't really like that. The the one positive thing I'll say is that at least it is trying to kind of say something. That, you know, much like a lot of good horror movies, there's kind of an allegory here, mm-hmm. uh, specifically about trauma 
and dealing with trauma and that's kind of what the whole thing represents we'll get into that more in spoilers but i do appreciate that it has something to say i just don't like how any of it actually plays out as a movie i don't like the mm-hmm. the, the, the plot i don't like the way the scares are done um i don't i don't enjoy the character looking more and more crazy to everyone else when they're actually you know experiencing something supernatural um obviously there's lots of movies i like that have a little bit of that in it but typically it'll be for a short period of time and then someone will believe them or it'll be you know whatever right there'll be a different way of going about it as it goes on um and fundamentally i just i never really felt much of like a good atmosphere in this and you know i I think when it comes to horror especially when you're doing something supernatural atmosphere (laughs) is so important absolutely yeah yeah and I, i just i didn't really feel much much of that so uh yeah I mean, I'm not going to say it's absolute garbage, but I will say that I did not enjoy watching it really at all. Yeah. No, I mean, that's the same thing. Like, again, I I know I probably sound really harsh, but it's like, I don't think it's the worst thing in the world by far. Uh, To me, it's just like weird that so many people are super into it when to me, it's like, you know, if I just watched it without hearing all like the hype and positive reviews and stuff, I would have just been like, Oh, whatever. And it's fine, I guess. Um, but yeah, <laughs> to me, it's just like kind of baffling that so many people seem to be like really into it when, yeah, it's, uh, to me, it's just not anything that interesting really. But yeah, I mean, I, I agree. Like we've definitely watched way worse movies. Like there's a, con- uh, like, you know, a level of this movie where, yeah, you know, it, you know, it doesn't look terrible. And again, you know, they, they got performers and stuff who know what they're doing. So it's not like complete garbage but yeah to me it's it's just nothing special either it's just very bland and uninteresting and generic so uh, it's, it's uh, more know, just baffling that people seem to be super into it i don't think i can remember a movie in recent times where mm-hmm. the the core concept that, that i do think is working for people which is this creepy smiling mm-hmm. like gimmick i don't know if there's like a core concept to a horror movie that i can think of in a long time that I have just so strictly, like, like I just strictly just don't get it. I just think it's stupid, and I don't think it works. Yeah. I don't think it's creepy. Um, I think like all the attempts, like the first time someone smiles creepily in this movie, I just kind of like stared blankly and felt nothing for it. <laughs> I, I didn't even laugh because it's not even funny. Like it, it's just, yeah. it feels like someone's trying really hard to be creepy. It's very try hard. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I don't think it's like a, a try hard movie overall, mm-hmm. but that's central thing that clearly the people make it, the writer director, uh, Parker mm-hmm. Finn, mm-hmm. if that is his real name, uh, mm-hmm. Like, clearly he likes this idea, and clearly enough people do, because people are into it, but I I, I just, I, I felt nothing from any of those scenes. Like, I just, like, every single one of them felt completely flat to me. Yeah, I mean, you know, the idea of, like, a weird person, like, you know, that you don't know or whatever, just randomly smiling at you, like, I, I could see that, you know, being creepy, but again, you would have to probably have, like, the right kind of atmosphere and like the right look and stuff and yeah it, it never does anything like that like it's always just kind of a normal like looking person like to the point where it's yeah it, it's like almost kind of silly but like you said it's not really like making you laugh either it's just like all right whatever <laughs> i don't it's it's very bizarre i 
I mean, yeah, maybe we're just out, it's very out of touch and we're just, um, don't mind people that smile at us. <laughs> I don't actually think that's the case. I, I do, I do, I, you know, a part of me wonders if this is like a, you know, like you said, it's a very mainstream horror movie. It's something that, like, is this like, I'm not saying everyone who likes this is under this category, but I do wonder if, like, the popularity of it is very much like a casual thing like you know it's the casuals who like it but like more ardent horror or well not ardent but more experienced horror fans let's say probably aren't necessarily that impressed by it Uh, maybe that's not true i don't know i i mean that's what i would kind of think but i don't know i feel like some of the at least some of the people i've like seen online and stuff that have had reactions to it are you know usually more um you know, like uh, like avid horror fans. So, I, I mean, again, maybe it's just some weird thing where something about this movie just works for some people. I, I don't know. But uh, I, I do agree overall, though. It is, yeah, a bit more mainstream than uh, like some of the other movies that we, we like a bit more. Yeah. Yeah. And it just kept making me think of better movies, which is also not a good you know sure <laughs> uh cal penn's in this he's like her uh, the main character's boss at her work mm-hmm. uh, which is a psychiatric hospital and honestly like there's a couple of scenes with him where mm-hmm. and it's not really his fault per se but he's just like he's associated with like comedy acting so much that sure. when <laughs> when he's being concerned or freaking out about something it just it, it don't know it just it feels like i can't really take you seriously because i just i associate mm-hmm. you not with serious characters and I'm finding it difficult to take you in a in a serious authoritative role. Yeah. But you know. Um Yeah. Uh I mean usually he's a very funny guy, so you think in a movie he uh called Smile, you you'd want him to make you <laughs> smile, but he doesn't. Uh I, I kinda had a similar thing with the guy that plays the Is it the ex boyfriend? I never really knew what their relationship was. Yeah, uh, it was an ex boyfriend. Yeah, ex boyfriend. Okay. Yeah, the the guy who was in the I think he was in the Nightmare on Elm Street remake. He was in. Oh yeah. He was in Smallville what? for a bit. I'm sure. See, yeah, I remember him from uh, he played Beaver in Veronica Mars. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, of course, yeah, I remember that. <laughs> which that's what, uh, that's what like whenever I, I saw his face, I was like, ah, oh, that's I, like I I don't know, cause it's not even like I'm not like a huge Veronica Mars fan. Like I, I like the show like when I watch it, but it's not like I rewatch it all the time or something but for some reason something about maybe his face or whatever just stuck out to me and made me think of that character yeah uh he's also just recently actually was in stream five he was like the oh was he weird older remember. boyfriend oh yeah oh yeah <laughs> i forgot about that character which is actually kind of funny because like you know he he was playing teenagers and stuff like over a decade ago yeah, and obviously in this movie, no, he's like an adult. He's got, he's, he's a cop. He's, he's playing a suitable role. But it's just kind of funny that he was like the older boyfriend to a teenager in that movie earlier this year. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah I don't know. You know, A Train from the Boys is the the fiance to the main character. Uh, oh, okay, yeah. Uh, so you got he him. gets nothing to do. Here. Oh yeah, he has nothing to. He's just the guy. He's just he's just the fiance who's concerned about mm-hmm. her uh, and doesn't really believe her when she says spooky things are happening. And then there's no like yeah. continuation to that. There's no payoff to it. It's just kind of that's it. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't want to keep saying the same thing over and over again, but I thought every character in this was just so generic and bland. Like yeah, even the main character who I guess is uh, is it Kevin Bacon's daughter. 
Yep. Yeah. Right. <laughs> uh, which, I mean, I don't know if she's been in a lot before, but I mean, she seems like a decent actress. But um, again, though, like, like, I got no personality from her character whatsoever other than like, all right, she, you know, is like a good person because she, you know, is like a doctor therapist and likes doing her job and doesn't want to go into private practice because she wants to help as many people as she can. Like, all right, just very bland. Like, she's a good character. And then, yeah, like everyone else was just like, all right, here's concerned fiance and here's like kind of slightly dangerous ex-boyfriend. And here's, you know, the like kind of like angry ish boss and the uh, I guess maybe the one people that kind of have a little bit of personality are like the uh, sister and uh, her husband. Like they're playing kind of the douchey characters, which I guess is a little fun or whatever, but. Uh, yeah, I mean, everyone else just is, is very bland and boring. Yeah. Oh, they never really said, I never really showed the boss to be angry. He was just, he, if anything, he was just concerned as well. <laughs> he's just kind of, I, I don't know, he's, he's kind of like fed up with her, but, well, not, not like in an angry way, but I guess like her shenanigans, <laughs> as, her shenanigans. as you could put, put it. <laughs> Stop watching people commit suicide in front of you. Stop it. <laughs> she only did that once. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, um yeah i it, honestly i mean you know, one of the other things you said is that it was quite dull and uh like boring at points and i think part of that is just like how much time it stretched over uh you know it's almost two hours long and i definitely felt the, the slog of it sort of creeping mm -hmm. in at various points mm -hmm. uh like the there's not a whole lot of mythology to go along with it. It's kind of relying on what mm -hmm. the allegory is for and what it represents. And obviously, mm -hmm. one of the things I love about it follows is that it's it's got a meaning behind it. It's not just mm -hmm. what it literally is. It's kind of representing something else. It's representing the loss of innocence and growing up and how once you lose it, like that's it. Like you know, it, it you know it follows you for the rest of your life. Like there's kind of a point mm -hmm. to it. Um, but obviously, to go along with that you have actual entertainment <laughs> you have entertaining yeah. <laughs> scenes you have creepy moments that are actually quite invigorating you got good music i didn't even notice any music in this all in the jump scares things i don't yeah. think uh if, if there was music <laughs> of note i did not notice it yeah <laughs> um yeah i can't think of any yeah so you know i, I didn't really <sighs> notice any like the only time I really noticed the direction, honestly, um, other than some big set piece moments where it had to like sort of hide something and like turn the camera around or whatever, mm -hmm. um, is that I do think it was very intentionally early on doing a lot of like very straight on close ups of like you know when, when uh, the main character meets the the young woman who kind of comes with the the problem and is already cursed. Like, mm -hmm. as she's talking to her, there's a lot of, like, dead-on, like, uncomfortable close-ups of each of them, which felt very intentional, and it at least gave me the sense that the director was going for something, even if I don't necessarily feel much from the rest of the movie. It did feel like, oh, he's he's doing something here of with style to, to a, a point. Um, mm -hmm. um, you know, he's not just doing shot-reverse shot. He's doing a very intentionally, or a very unconventional framing to make it feel like, kind of... I don't know. Almost to the point where, I, like, I was almost expecting the first smile to just kind of like break out at any point on her face. It almost felt like it was <laughs> it was this intense close up, so that when she smiled, it was going to feel like a big like, oh no, mm -hmm. it's a smile. Um, mm -hmm. 
that kind of thing. <laughs> um, yeah, and honestly, for me, like, I, I think the strength if you're going to go with the allegory. Um, I think you ruin it a little bit if you go a little bit too over the top with it, and I do think there is some over the top stuff towards the end that I did not like either, uh, mm-hmm. where you bring in you know some CG stuff, and I'm just you know, um, there's a certain point where if you're not leaving it to my imagination, I'm just kind of, I don't know, it's it's the same problem I have with a lot mm-hmm. of horror movies that feel the need to, um, visualize certain things. That I I, don't, mm-hmm. I I think you're better left uh, in the dark, shall we say? I mean, I I got thoughts on that, but uh, I don't, I don't want to get spoilery, so let's save them. <laughs> well, sure, we can go spoilers. That's, that's it. Spoilers mm-hmm. now. Uh, from henceforth, we'll talk about all the the various elements. Um, I think first things first, we need to talk about all the uh the spooky scenes, all the smelling scenes, mm-hmm. which sure. Like I, you know, so the first scene is obviously the the first woman who comes in and uh, ultimately slits her uh, or throat uh, while smelling mm-hmm. at her main character. And we find out as the film goes on that the rules are that this thing will make someone commit suicide after they're you know they're seeing this entity in front of them for mm-hmm. anything from between four days to a week, and she kills herself in front of the main character, which obviously curses her. Um, yeah, I mean, I'll give it this. It didn't shy away from the violence of it. it you know, mm-hmm. you, you you see quite a, a bit of this. So, you know, fair play there. Um, but from there, our main character starts to experience things. Starts to, you know, I think at first it's literally just, oh, a spooky figure in the dark, right? When she's home alone. Yeah. Right? It's, it's really simple stuff like that. I think there was a couple of times where I kind of liked uh, the direction of, like, she would be looking down like uh you know like a dark hallway or whatever and there'd be nothing there but you know the way she's looking at it, it's like so dark that you know as a viewer you're kind of like okay like ooh, what could possibly be in there like there's a few times like that though i was like okay i kind of like this uh little bit of spookiness yeah i think one of the one of the challenges with this type of premise and something mm-hmm. that i think ringu does quite well is that and right and Ryu especially says, you know, you're not going to die for seven days. So it's like, okay, I know there's no threat for seven days. So we've got a race against time, but mm-hmm. in order for this movie to work, I have to care about the investigation because that's what we're going to actually be doing for, you know, the the, the bulk of the movie. Um, mm-hmm. And I think here it's like, okay, you're eventually going to do this. And honestly, the the the, the most interesting I think it ever really got is when she's tried to start out thinking like the rules and the one thing mm-hmm. she ever comes up with that i liked as an idea is that well it needs a witness so if mm-hmm. i like seclude myself and stay alone then it can't pass on and therefore it won't do its thing it won't kill me yeah uh, or solid w- logic <laughs> yeah like that that made sense to me and it was the first time in the whole movie that i even liked mm-hmm. anything they said about it because <laughs> i was like <laughs> okay that actually makes sense that's using your brain given mm-hmm. what they've set up at this point so I appreciate that. But anyway, so we have all this the spooky scenes. We have um the the one I really want to talk about that I really there's two that I really disliked, right? One I don't even remember what order they played in. Um I think I think the therapist is first, because that's the one I hated the most. Uh so Like when she comes to the house? Yeah, so early on in the film she goes to a mm-hmm. therapist when she starts seeing stuff and talks to her. 
she sees her again briefly when the, the fiancé kind of calls her over. And then there's a scene where she comes over to the house and she's like, hey, I, sorry I ambushed you. Let's have a talk about what's going on. And she's they're sitting on the couches in the main character's house. And then the phone rings, though, and it's the therapist revealing that what's sitting in the room with her is not the therapist. So the therapist, you know, we cut to her and she's got this stupid smell on her face. <laughs> uh, like, as she sort of stands up and she's walking towards her. And this one's especially bad because she starts talking with, like, a demonic voice. And, like, that's, that's just, that's, that's stuff stupid. I hate this shit. <laughs> like, I hate it so much. I, like, I just, all, all I could think of during this scene was just how over the top it was and how much of a fake movie thing it felt to me. I, just, I didn't get anything eerie from it. See, uh, I don't mind the the core idea of, yeah, you're, you know, like someone's in your house and then you realize that they're like a doppelganger or imposter or whatever. Like that idea. In oh, yeah, that, in... that, that's not the problem. That part's fine. It's everything yeah. that happens after the realization. <laughs> it's but... so cheesy and dumb. Yeah, I totally agree. <laughs> yeah. The other one I didn't like, which uh, that's one, like, it kind of doesn't count because it turned out to be a dream, but at the same time, I still had to watch it, so I'm, like, <laughs> I'm counting it. Uh, so, the other rule, actually, because uh, it turns out when she goes to research all this stuff with her ex-boyfriend as a cop, um, like, they're able to, like, trace back the chain of suicides 20 places, and he points out, though, that there's only 20 suicide victims, like, one of them didn't die. And it's like, oh shit, I need to talk to him. So they go to the prison where he is because he's been held in prison because he murdered someone. So even before they get there, um, and this was actually one of these parts of the movie that was quite tedious in a way because it was like, okay, I, like as soon as you've said he's in prison because he murdered like a neighbor, I'm like, okay, it's exactly like the ring. He had to, he killed someone else and it skipped him and it passed on to someone new without him having to die. That's, you know, that's, that's the ring, right? So... Uh, which not that you literally have to kill someone, but you have to make the, make a copy of the tape and you have to show it to someone and like pass the curse on without you doing the the, the death part yourself, right? It felt like the exact same thing to me. And why this is so tedious at this part of the movie is because the second they say he he's in prison because he killed a neighbor, you're like, oh, I get it. He's killed someone else instead, so it, it passed on from him to someone else. But we have to go through the rigmarole of driving to the prison. She's talking in the car to the ex-boyfriend. They're coming in through security. She sits down. Uh, he won't talk until the ex-boyfriend leaves. And then he starts talking about how he was able to get through this. You have to kill someone and you have to do it traumatically. It has to be like a big, gruesome death for it to work. But there has to be a witness and it'll pass on to them. And the sad part is, is at the very end of this scene, I actually do kind of like, is that when he realizes it's her, and that she's, because she's, she lies and says that she's got a patient who's saying she's got this, when she says she can't kill someone and he realizes it's her, he starts freaking out because he realizes, wait a minute, I'm alone with you, and you could kill yourself and you could pass it back on to me. I actually did like that he reacts to that because, that, again, that made, that was using the rules to create an, uh, an interesting reaction. But the problem I have with this entire, like, you know, five to ten minute segment of the movie is that the second they say he's in prison for murdering someone, I'm like, I get it. I, I, I know exactly what he's going to say already. And it just felt like we were going through the motions of doing it. Um, So the one little bit at the end where he freaks out when he realizes he's alone with the two, you know, who's got the curse. I was like, oh, okay. That's kind of interesting. But all of it up until that point, I was like, I know, I know where this is going. Like, you've, you've already told me. I get it. 
so one of the things that like makes the ring so interesting is you know it, it instantly has all you know this lore and everything attached to it and um you know it has like the cursed videotape and all the different images so there's already like mystery and intrigue there um with this there isn't really anything interesting about it and you pretty much know like everything you need to know right away like okay someone kills themselves in front of you you start seeing smiling people and then you kill yourself in front of someone else like you know there's not much like investigating or you know mysteries that yeah, uh, will keep you kind of hanging on and wanting to learn more. Uh, that, that's actually a good point. Is that's one of the other frustrating things I found is that we know that obviously she sees this girl kill herself in front of her, and then mm-hmm. it's very quickly. I mean, if I, even before she does that, we we already know that this girl witnessed a guy like bash his head in with a hammer, right? So we mm-hmm. already know that the girl saw someone else commit suicide. So yeah, the audience like already gets it this is how it's passed on so eventually if you're cursed you kill yourself in front of someone else which infects them and so on and so on um but you know we have scenes where she goes to speak to the the widow of the the guy that <laughs> killed himself you know the the girl at the star saw and is surprised to find out that he saw someone kill themselves like a week earlier and i'm like why are you surprised by this this is the most <laughs> obvious thing that you could have found out <laughs> um you know and this is and this leads to like a trope that i i hate in movies where like yeah like the person's going crazy so they're just continuously drawing like all these random like images mm. and uh and of course like the person is like just like a terrific artist like oh, I, yeah. I keep looking at these pictures and i'm like wow like i I'm, i don't think they said this guy was an artist but he definitely could have been <laughs> like he's really good yeah and uh, it, it it leads to some frustrating moments with the character where i i think she's perfectly reasonable a lot of the movie but there's mm-hmm. a moment where she like takes the printouts of all these different crime scenes and stuff to her sister mm-hmm. and she just says everything in such a way where she does sound like a nut job and yeah. it's really frustrating because if you just like calmly said and explained I mean, maybe she wouldn't believe that it's something supernatural because that's a lot to accept, but she comes off sounding unhinged because she says, oh, there's something following me. Like, here, all is here. Look at this crane photo of someone who's dead and just shows her this <laughs> nasty photo. And I'm like, no, say what happened to you. You saw someone commit suicide at your work, but the mm-hmm. weird thing is that they saw someone else commit suicide a week earlier. And the weird mm-hmm. thing is that he saw someone else commit suicide a week before that, and it keeps going back. Look, I've got the crime records of, like, 20. I've got a, cha- a daisy chain of 20 suicides along yeah. the, the way. Um, so, likelihood dictates that somehow I'm going to be next. And you may not believe it, but you can't deny that after 20 in a row, it feels quite lately, somehow. I don't know. So... Like, that really annoyed me because it felt like it was just, like, it wants the sister to think she's crazy. You know, the movie that is, the wants the sister to think she's crazy yeah. in this scene for the drama of it. And it just, it felt, it felt just awkward. It's, yeah, it's something that I don't like in movies, which, you know, kind of uh, is connected to, like, you were saying how you hate the, uh, yeah, this person looks crazy and no one believes them kind of thing. But, like, I, I hate, uh, yeah, in I guess kind of, yeah, similar where like, you know, people are just kind of arguing and yelling and like no one will ever like just kind of calmly sit down and explain the situation. Uh, but yeah, it all feels just very like formulaic where, oh yeah, obviously she looks crazy because she's saying everything this way. Um, which, um, 
know, it's kind of funny. Like, uh, I feel like Barbarian did it, uh, you know, in a very like good, clever way where, you know, uh, they have like one character at one point talking to some cops, but they actually like, you know, like weave in like instances of like why, you know, the cops like wouldn't believe her and, you know, the stuff that she's saying, like, where versus like, you know, this where, yeah, she's just acting very big and over the top and crazy because it's a movie and the movie wants you or, or wants, you know, her to look insane where, yeah, instead, well, like... That scene in Barbarian, know. though, that part of the point is the cops are being assholes for just dis- dismissing yeah. what she's saying. Mm-hmm. Like, there's, there's kind of a point to it there. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm not saying there's not a point to it here because the movie is about trauma and how it spreads from one person to the next. And the main character's got this trauma of finding her mother, like, dead by suicide as a kid, and that's still mm-hmm. something she's living with, and, you know, it's, it's, it's going into all this stuff. Like, I, I get kind of what it's going for, I just don't find any of it entertaining to actually watch. Or even, mm-hmm. entertaining is not even the right word, it's not even engrossing, I'm not, like, into it, I'm not feeling the, the drama of it. Anyway, that's not that, I was, mm-hmm. I was getting to this earlier, uh, so I explained the scene the prisoner dude who explains that you have to kill someone in front of someone else for it to pass over you. The reason why I was explaining that was because the seller scene that I wanted to complain about that I hated is it turns out to be a dream sequence and she's still just sitting in the car, but she goes into her, her place of work or hospital mm-hmm. and there's this patient that we've seen a couple of times earlier on who's just always muttering to himself, uh, we're all going to die, everybody dies, so on and so on. And basically, she's going to, like, kill him to, mm-hmm. you know, successfully pass on the curse. And her boss comes in, and this was actually the moment where I thought the acting was a bit weird. The way he yells at her, uh, like, no, when she starts stabbing the, the, the patient, I just felt <laughs> it was really goofy. And the whole scene just felt mm-hmm. really goofy to me. Even the way mm-hmm. she was just, like, because it's a side shot of her just stabbing him repeatedly. And I'm like, <laughs> this should be horrifying, or it should yeah. feel visceral, and it just, it felt, it just, it felt really weird, and, and, and in a way mm. that I didn't think was, like, what it was going for, I just, I, I, there was something very, uh, blasé about the whole thing, that just, <laughs> it felt odd, and then, you know, I got annoyed when she just woke up in the car, because, like, you know, screw the wake up, it was just a dream, like, fake out scare nonsense, Yeah, uh, you know. Uh, yeah so I hate that scene too that that and the therapy scene were easily the two scenes that like I hated the most where I just this doesn't work like everything you're trying to achieve in these scenes um, there's obviously the scene from the trailer uh, where well in, in the movie I, I realise it's a sister that's meant to be that walks up to her car and, but mm-hmm. then the head like comes down upside down and smiles mm-hmm. at her yeah which I like I don't understand like what is the like, what is the point? Like, why is the, you know, demon or the monster, like, doing this? Because essentially it seems that they just, like, take over eventually and yeah, yeah. just kill them. But, like, do they need to that, weaken them or something first? Like that That's actually one of my problems with a lot of movies, uh, supernatural movies in particular, is because mm-hmm. and it follows, it's really simple. It's coming for mm-hmm. you, and if it gets to you and makes contact that's it it's over right so mm-hmm. it's just always yeah. coming and if you see it you have to run you have to move here because I, I was thinking early on is it going to be like it follows where if it touches you that's it that's when you smile and kill yourself right but it's mm-hmm. not like the, this thing's like can pop in at any point and be right next to her um it's just messing mm-hmm. with her effectively it's like going out of its way to like mess with her life and 
I never really feel like, okay, but why is it doing this? Does it just feed on yeah. the uh, the trauma, I guess? Does it just feed on, like... Because uh, I have a pro this problem with a lot of, like, supernatural movies where I'm like, yeah, but okay, but why is the demon doing this particular thing? It, this doesn't feel mm -hmm. like it's helping the demon or the ghost for its goal. Of like, If the goal mm -hmm. is ultimately possessing someone or if the goal is ultimately whatever no i mean this doesn't go for all movies that have these in it i'm just like but there's been enough of them that really bug me where it feels like okay the the, the creators of the movie thought of this spooky scene they wanted to do but why is the entity doing this right. <laughs> like yeah. there's a lot of things movies that uh, do that from that give me that feeling of like but why is it doing this mm -hmm. and yeah there's a lot of scenes in this movie where okay the, the entity just did a spooky scare where it, it you know jumped at her or it made a noise or it pretended to be someone else and then went ooh mm -hmm. and you know like a lot of it, i just i didn't really feel like why is it doing that though what's the purpose of it yeah it's just like yeah like the like the actual purpose is just to you know give like a cheap jump scare to the yeah audience but yeah like in, in terms of the movie it's like okay I don't, I don't really understand why you're doing this like i know i mean my guess is that it probably in order to take over your body and kill you, it probably needs you to be like maybe the, uh, you know, in this kind of crazed frazzled state. So it's doing all this stuff to, you know, mess with you and, and just get you on edge, I, I guess. But again, there's like, you know, I think it, it doesn't really give you much to go on. And the problem I have as well is that I, I could accept it to a point if like on the thematic side, the, it represented <laughs> something and what it was trying to say about trauma but the problem is, is that, like, so many of the individual moments just feel so random and so, yeah. like, you know, when the sister walks back out to the car just to do the head tilt thing, and it's not really the sister, mm -hmm. she just thinks it's her sister. Um, mm -hmm. Like, you know, that moment, like, it's not even in front of anyone to, like, cause her more, like, embarrassment. It's just a scare to scare mm -hmm. her, and it's a scare right. for the audience. Like, there's not really any purpose for it other than that. And the problem with that is that I end up just feeling like, oh, I'm watching a movie that just wants to have a lot of jump scares and there's not really mm -hmm. any reason for most of them, you know? Whereas some yeah. of them could add to the theme if it's like, well, this jump scare happened at this moment because she's talking to her sister about her mother, so it's going to reveal mm -hmm. that that's something she has like a, you know, she's got a trigger for, right? So it's, you know, but it, it, it doesn't. They, they're mostly just these independent weird little scenes that want to be scary yeah and also that like one scene it's like kind of strange because you never see anything else really like that in the movie like most of the other mm -hmm. times when you know she sees people messing with her it's usually just someone smiling and then maybe they'll like you know uh, like you know uh act like they're gonna like hurt themselves or something but uh i mean it's been a few days since i watched it so correct me if i'm wrong like you know other than the end where it gets really supernaturally but i don't think there's any other instances where it does like some weird big body changing thing like you know turning the head upside down no no i mean i, I guess you could argue it's because like, this is like relatively far in the movie maybe it's because it's getting closer to mm. when sure. it's going to actually transform into the big lanky tall demonic looking woman yeah. well, i mean it's her dead mother but like you know by the time she's transformed she's not really her anymore she's just this yeah. big evil looking woman um who we see get into her mouth uh to set herself on fire which is the end of the movie mm -hmm. although not before a fake out 
where she thinks she's beat it because she's been alone with it and set it on fire. And I get what it was doing here. It was trying to do this thing where it's like, oh, her original trauma is actually her dead mother and finding the dead mother. <laughs> and we find out later in the film that she didn't actually find her dead. She had a chance to save her and didn't do it. She didn't call for help when her mother was ODing. So it's like, okay, okay, like this is her trauma. And part of me thought, okay, all right, I, I kind of get that maybe the way she wins this is that she gets over her real trauma. The idea that everyone this goes into, they all have something real that was already there that they have to like try and like check win against, you know, and like yeah. uh, stop the spread of, of their, of their, their, not mental illness, but whatever, you know. Um, <laughs> so I was like, okay, that's interesting. But it did that thing where, she kind of thought she won too easily, and I'm like, yeah, you've not won. There's no, there's no way this is over. <laughs> and she goes back to the boyfriend, or the ex-boyfriend, sorry, and says, you know, the reason why we kind of broke up is because I, I actually felt for the first time in my life that I was letting you in on a personal level that I'd never let anyone in before, mm-hmm. and that scared the shit out of me, and she starts making all these confessions. Like, I kind of get what it was going for, and like, okay, she's trying to actually get past all of her problems and that's maybe how she wins but fundamentally it still plays out like oh she thinks burning it was enough to kill it even though it's a supernatural entity and i'm like does fire (laughs) even affect this thing but she just (laughs) thinks that it has and you know she leaves but she doesn't really leave we find out she's still there but i mean if you think about it what is a a smile's one weakness fire (laughs) (laughs) A smile's one weakness is uh, your mother. What? <laughs> <laughs> oh, not my mother. The the character's mother. No, I meant your mother. <laughs> oh, how dare you? <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Um. So uh, I I will kind of confess like I I did kind of like the ending a little bit like in a fun cheesy way uh, because it does go so over the top and it is very like CGI which is annoying but um, I I was kind of like the movie had been so uninteresting and boring and dour uh, to me for so long that I did kind of like at the end when it's like okay we got this big demon and it's it's CGI but I do kind of like the the concept of it like you know it's kind of big and tall and weird and like has like all like all these like smiles upon smiles in its mouth like i was like okay like i kind of dig how crazy over the top this is getting but yeah because it's 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 like you know it's like a woman who's gotten very tall and unnatural Mm -hmm. but i think what you're talking about is when she rips off her skin and she's just this like Mm -hmm. uh well, skinless demon looking thing <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> uh but i, I kind of liked all of this uh just because it was i don't know it just felt like over the top and things were happening but i mean it, again though this is just like five minutes out of you know an hour 55 minute movie so it's not i, I can't give it like too much credit like you know even if i did kind of liked it it's not like i loved it it's just like okay i kind of like this but it's just such a small fragment yeah. of a movie that, I didn't this like. This is the sort of thing that I usually don't like anyway, and I especially mm. didn't like it here because it felt just like, it felt like it was out of place in what the movie had mm. been up until this point. Uh, and it's frustrating because I feel like the ending of this movie, and admittedly this would be taken from It Falls a little bit, but the ending mm. of this movie to me, the natural ending to fit with the themes would be if this represents trauma and like, yeah, like I feel like the ending should be that 
ultimately it's never going to go away you just have to learn to live with it and control it and like manage it and accept it um and that in some level should be the ending but instead it doesn't want that it wants to no the ex-boyfriend rushes in and he's going to be the witness as she sets herself on fire you know cut to credits you know it, it wants to have the the more generic horror movie mm. ending and yeah. i think that's you know i, I wouldn't have, like fix the movie for me but I, I would have at least respected it for you know ending the way i felt like it should have like what does that say about like the message though that like yeah like you know it's not like a very positive message like if the whole movie is about trying to like escape or overcome trauma then the movie's basically saying like you can't like trauma will always win like and you're gonna pass it to someone else like okay cool yeah yeah so it's not the, the most pleasant <laughs> uh of things in the in the in the world um you know because you have the the fiance character who kind of starts to get distant mm-hmm. when she's first admits that she's seeing something and that there's something weird going on and he immediately sort of pulls away and she even accuses him at one point of like <laughs> oh like you're all nice and like you know the love of my life when everything's easy and friendly <laughs> but the second it gets difficult you kind of pull away um like i almost pull out very funny it, it's <laughs> almost like it was wanting to do something where he was like trying to shield himself from the trauma jumping to him like and i just sort of a, a general sense where he's just trying to like so it almost felt like the movie wanted to have a positive thing that maybe where the ex-boyfriend would like unlike him he was always going to stick by her side and like be there for her <laughs> And the idea being that trauma is something you, you do get over to, even though you do kind of pass it on, like you share it if you manage it unhealthily, mm-hmm. kind of like her mother passed it down to her by like committing suicide. Um, that reminds me, after the after the show, I have to give you some trauma. I've been oh, very saving good. for a bit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, my, I, I forgot. <laughs> so, but you know, the, the idea that he inherently tries to shut himself off from it, but that we ultimately get through it by sharing it with each other, right? And then maybe that's and the, pets. yeah, and under pets, um, which oh by the yeah, there's a cat in this. R.I.P. Mustache does, <laughs> does not meet a, a nice end. Uh, a cat which goes missing and then turns up dead inside the present to the main character's nephew. She got got, got she got him like a like a model train or something like that, and he opens mm-hmm. the box at the birthday party. And this is one of those moments in the movie you're just waiting for something cringe to happen for everyone to like. Hair. yeah like yeah this is like the scene where i knew like okay like i'm just looking at my watch being like all right yeah we haven't had like a scene where she sees something and freaks out in a while and oh hey perfect setting like birthday party uh in front of everyone like okay and then yeah and like just like right before it happened like as soon as as he was opening the present i was like uh there's gonna be something not something good in there and then like i thought oh yeah, they purposely had the scene where they couldn't find the cat. Okay, I can very easily see where this is going. And, uh, yeah, I didn't like it. I felt bad for the cat. I felt bad for the kid. Uh, not good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, it's 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 frustrating to me because, like, I, I can kind of see what, it, what it's going for, but, like, mm. everything that actually is a horror movie is mostly things I do not like. I don't like the character going crazy or the character seeing supernatural stuff and everyone just thinking they're going crazy and a lot of scenes that are very purposely set up to like really make her look crazy uh, and the character has dialogue to make her sound crazy. Uh, I just find that kind of frustrating. Um, the smile stuff I think is really goofy. I don't think it's effective. Mm-hmm. I think it's silly. and not, not, But not even silly enough that I start laughing at it. I'm, I just think it's bad. 
uh i agree and then yeah lots of like the few moments that i kind of like got something out of it is the few things it's like oh this is like trying to like turn the rules on their head and use them to your advantage mm-hmm. i love that in movies i love when characters are proactive and try and take it and do something with it to their their advantage but it just didn't really go far enough with that and so much of the movies the things that i don't like about these types of movies that i i just i did not enjoy it that much it's not the worst thing ever i, I think someone saying it's per, it's just fine is probably a pretty mm-hmm. fair review of it I, I don't think my rating's going to go like that negative because of that because it is it's very serviceable in a lot of its elements. Sure. You know, it's serviceably yeah. acted, it's serviceably directed, uh, but mm. I, I don't think, like you say, there's not a lot of interest in lore, if any. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Um. So I, do, do we like? I don't. I don't think we really find anything out about the demon or whatever it is. Like, which I, I actually do appreciate to an extent because, like, it would have been cheesy if they went online and found out, yeah. like. Oh, the you know this all started with these cult members who are worshiping a demon named Bagul, and like <laughs> oh you know like some dumb thing like that. Yeah, honestly, uh, like I, I kind of respect that it didn't try to give you like a name for the demon or or yeah. try to give give you an origin of it because honestly, that's one of the worst. Even even good movies, like sometimes some of the worst parts of them are where they try to just over-explain yeah. like what the thing is. Um, but. I think what, where we would have liked more mythology is, like, just, I don't know, more to actually explore for the character to discover. Um, mm-hmm. Not necessarily answers, per se, but just, I don't know. I, it didn't really feel like it had a lot cool. to unwrap as, as we were going through it. It felt like we kind of got most of it very quickly, and then it was just kind of the character yeah. taking a long time to reach the same point as the audience. Yeah, no, I think it's exactly like you said earlier. Like, we pretty much like from the start we know what the deal is so you're not like uncovering more mysteries as you go along it's mostly just kind of waiting for what you know is going to happen yeah um and that's just not that fun uh (laughs) and if the characters were a lot more compelling and it was that because i think for this to work for me i think the, the way it's directed has to be it can still be a horror movie overall, but it has to be a lot more of like a horror drama where it's mm-hmm. a lot more of a better character drama where you're really sort of in the character's head and the, 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 the you know, the, this is still too much of a, like a, a horror movie with big jump scares mm-hmm. to make me like really invest in the, what the character's going through, I think. Mm-hmm. You know? Basically what I'm saying is, is that Ari Aster could make a good version of this movie. <laughs> I think oh, is sure. what I'm saying. I think you, he could do the slow burn where you're just really with the character and like slow the slow kind of realization of what's going on. But I think you take out a lot of the silly jump scares. I think you take out a lot of the smiling scenes. I think mm-hmm. I think you just you have the the suicide at the start, and then you have the character like realize that this is a chain of suicides and that wait what, what if that means I'm going to do this in a week mm-hmm. and you play with it from there you know like yeah i don't know um but yeah i think like i don't know just i i I feel like if you want to do the whole smile thing like you just have to be more like subtle about it like yeah it's not like it's more goofy when you have a person like with this huge smile and you're doing a big close-up on it and like they're looking right at you and stuff like if it was just more subtle stuff where like you know she just looks at someone real quick in the background who kind of has like 
you know, just like a slight smile on them or, or whatever, and then they're gone or something like, like, you know, something like that that would maybe be a little more like, uh, just, ha just have a bit more of like a mysterious or weird atmosphere versus like where it's like so blatant, like, you know, look, he's smiling, like, you know, big close up, big, you know, toothy smile. Like, I don't it, like, I mean, we already said a bunch of times, but yeah, it just comes off as like silly more than. Yeah, the only one of creepy thing. The only time I think it was mildly effective actually is when they're watching the security camera footage from one of the previous uh like suicides. Oh, yeah. mm -hmm. And it's just like oh like they just see it sort of like, you know, small and in the frame. You can sort of tell the guy's smiling as he picks up the garden yeah. shears. Mm -hmm. And it's like, oh okay, that's that's a little creepier because it's on it's on a tape and it's it's a little distorted and it's like, oh that's a bit weird. It's not, yeah, it's like not right in your face and yeah. stuff. And uh, and that's the other thing is that you can't even enjoy it as a movie with a lot of gruesome deaths because fundamentally, mm. once we have our main character infected after the first suicide, you know, if anything, the more fun version of this is to have it actually jump from person to person to person. So we get a bunch of kills. So maybe mm. you set it up so that it only takes a couple hours <laughs> and you set it yeah. all like a night, like a slasher movie or something. Maybe I could get into that in a fun way. Yeah, I mean, I, I think the other way to make this enjoyable is, yeah, if it's, like, a 90-minute, over-the-top, like, super crazy, goofy, mm -hmm. you know, movie where, yeah, the tops or the kills are very over-the-top and crazy, and, yeah, you get a lot more of them, and, uh, you know, it, it, it's not trying to be as precious, you know, with itself uh, as it is. Like, I, 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 yeah, that, that's the thing. Yeah, I think that's fundamentally the problem I have with it. If I was to boil it up into one statement is that it's taking itself seriously, which is fine, but all of its horror is not befitting of the serious tone that it's going mm. for. The horror is far goofier than what it's going for with what its, what it's like drama side is. And yeah. as a result, those things clash, and I feel like neither one benefits from it. But both of them feel out of place mm. together. And that's fundamentally, I just never felt like I was enjoying it as a result. So... I guess it's time we rate the movie then, Timmy. Uh, <laughs> what, 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 what do you want to give Smile? Uh, I guess I'll give it a four. Mm. Yeah, I guess I'll, I'll give it a straight four. <laughs> uh, yeah, as, as one, I was trying to think if I want to go as high as a 4.5. and uh, I, I don't know. There really isn't much I enjoyed in the movie so i, I don't know I, I can't go too high but uh i don't want to go too low because again on a technical level it's fine you know and uh, we've <laughs> seen and covered much much worse movies so it's like you know the, the acting for the most part is pretty good and like you know the direction is solid enough i i, I suppose and you know other than it being like too long it's not like it was like a torturous watch or anything so yeah i, ca I can't give good too low but also and I, again i can't go too high like there's not really much i liked or enjoyed about watching it <laughs> you mm -hmm. know um yeah i don't know just it, it really didn't do anything to me and uh, again I, I i wouldn't complain or be as hot, coming in as hot uh as i think i was if again it wasn't like this kind of hype and positive buzz uh you know around it um yeah, like I, I'm sure there are people that didn't like it, but I, I really didn't see anyone like saying like, oh no, this movie is bad. You know, like the, I mean, maybe I just didn't see enough different takes or watch enough reviews about it, but like the general take I saw on it was people being like, no, this is like good. <laughs> and, um, I'm just 
kind of curious uh, as to why. Um, also, it's a bit of a bummer because I feel like we were on a hot streak for a while. Like the, the, there was a lot of movies that you know I feel like we did for the show that um, you know was really good. Well, uh, I have then... to come at an end at some point, Timmy. Uh... Yeah, <laughs> even like like you know there's like a lot of stuff I watched in uh, you know October that um, that you know I enjoyed quite a bit. And yeah, I mean obviously yeah you have some lulls and stuff, but overall it's been a pretty good year for horror. And um, I mean earlier in the year I probably had more misses that maybe i'm not thinking of but uh this this felt like the first big miss uh in a while <laughs> that i had yeah um i'm going to be a little more generous and give it a five just because i i do think it kind of is that middling round and it is trying to say something but fundamentally i just find the actual progression of the story very tedious and not enjoyable in mm. any way and I, I don't like <laughs> I don't get into the drama and I'm like oh god what's she gonna do next I'm like no no I'm just like oh, oh yeah. <laughs> we have to sit through this now oh now we have to sit through someone reacting to this all mm -hmm. of it just kind of felt like a bit of a chore to get through to me and part of that's my taste I think but um and clearly this did work for some people but um I I just don't think any of the horror elements are effective in this I I, I think they're just kind of stupid and uh that's a shame so yeah um, yeah five out of ten for me uh so what can i say I'm curious i was not smiling at the end mm. of this <laughs> very good uh I i'm curious if we're gonna see more because yeah i think it did relatively good at the box office like you know it, oh. there's a reason why you know it ended up <laughs> going to theaters and you know was in there for a couple of weeks uh so i'm, I'm curious if could potentially be a franchise or don't don't i don't want it to be but you're, you're cursing us with this thought right now Tim. <laughs> we're gonna to have to do smell two in like two years now Ugh. Ugh. i'm not looking forward to it smell two shitty ting grin <laughs> uh i tell you who would have liked this movie though is uh that freaking Joker, <laughs> he must have must have <laughs> been crazy about it. I'm not gonna lie, I did, I did think of the Joker killing people with these uh, Joker talks and uh, with the, <laughs> the dead body lying there with the smell on her face. It made me think yeah. of the Joker a little bit. If people want to hear more about his adventures, they can uh, listen to Comics from the Multiverse <laughs> podcast. That is true. I do a DC Comics podcast, uh, but you can find. And now Very you good. owe me five dollars because I plugged it. <laughs> <laughs> I owe you no such thing. How dare you? Uh, yeah. Uh, nah. That's 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 our thoughts on Smile. Um, uh, yeah. It was kind of it was a dull movie, and it's kind of a dull one to talk about because it's not mm. even like it's not like it's crazy, and I've got stuff to like, you know. Yeah, that's yeah, that's uh, that's also kind of disappointing. Like, at, at least if if we didn't like it, you'd hope that there are some big crazy swings that you could talk about like oh my god i can't believe they did this but i mean everything was a very kind of formulaic like it's just like uh, you know i feel like we're kind of complaining about things that we've been complaining about for five years on the show like <laughs> yeah uh, it's yeah yeah well there you go that smile uh it's not very good but mm -hmm. other people like it so maybe you all i don't know but <laughs> <laughs> it's on paramount plus now give it a watch Yes, that yes. streaming service everyone has. <laughs> yes, 
And if you're looking forward to us doing Nope, you'll get that in January now, and it's Smell's fault <laughs> that you're waiting till January for Nope. Sorry. <laughs> and uh, why January? Because we're going to hit December, everyone, and that means mm. Christmas movies, so look forward mm. to, to that. Uh, but yes, uh, you can, of course, like, subscribe, ding the bell for notifications and all that stuff. It helps us out a lot. And of course, you can help us out financially by going over to patreon.com slash TV and supporting us over there uh, at the various tiers. You get two different bonuses. You get... <laughs> the bonus episode i thought you froze there tim you were just saying stuff <laughs> uh, you get the bonus episode taking a uh, quick power nap <laughs> once a month where you get you get a, an extra movie review and then you get even more streams at the five dollar mm. tier which is uh, us just talking about the different horror movies we've been watching that, that are not for the show just sort of casually plus tim usually quizzes me mm. with a horror movie quiz so mm-hmm. uh you get those things and uh, so go and have a look and uh also one of the higher tiers of course is our producer tier so I'll thank our Patreon producers for the month. Thank you very much to Tyler Hess, Cindy Palacios, David Sharp, Board Now, Christopher Moy, David Brown, Al Treisman, and Alison M. Four days. Thank you all. You make oh, us. Yeah, thank you so much. <laughs> what was that? <laughs> I was thinking of. Well, I, I can't thank the patrons. You're the only one that's allowed to. No, you can, but there was, you gotta admit, there was a bit of a sarcastic tone to that, uh... I, I don't know what you're talking about. It's the uh, most sincere I've ever been in my entire life. I, d- I, I don't know, I got a pinch of sarcasm, Tim. I got a pinch. Alright, that is, uh, that is the show. Thank you very much for joining us. We always appreciate it. Um, make sure you check out the new podcast, The Collector's Cut, that I'm doing with David. I'm working through the Dirty Harry movies for our first season. Uh, let's check that out. <laughs> just you wait until the even more version of Collector's Cut starts, Tim. You'll be uh, really just upset. The, the audacity to promote another show without uh, <laughs> asking me first. You're promoting Collector's uh, in the Multiverse without asking me. That's because I'm, I feel passionate about that show. <laughs> I, oh, I yeah, just... yeah. Well, when was the last time you listened to an episode? uh the last time i was current on my <laughs> dc single issues ah oh, so like 2016 then i guess yeah uh, <laughs> but yes yeah, so that's the show everyone thank you very much for joining us we always appreciate it keep watching scary movies and we will see you next time